I'm going to start with a story that some people have heard here. Not everybody has heard. Uh, so, and I'm going to uh, start it with a story about my Susie. And some of you, again, know the story. It was about 13 years ago at already, something like that, when Susie started to experience um, what was determined to be neurological-type symptoms. She was tremoring. She was falling a lot. There was a time she couldn't swallow correctly. Um, she didn't know what was happening. She went to the doctor. They couldn't really find anything. It was, uh, it was a rough time for us, and it was certainly a rough time for Susie, not knowing what was happening in her body. It seemed to be autoimmune in some capacity. Finally, after searching and searching, uh, we went to a doctor. The doctor took an MRI, uh, looked at the MRI, and saw what's called a syrinx, syrinx on her spine, spinal cord or spine, neck, Thank you, nurse. Uh, said that she had multiple sclerosis. And uh, we spent a very holy night together in the hospital, crying all night long together, walking through the aisles, loving on each other, um, holding each other, crying, laughing, and just sort of as a husband and wife, just getting into this place of, uh, of what the future may entail. Uh, Thank God the next day, another doctor looked at it and said, I don't think it's multiple sclerosis. Uh, there was a little bit of almost relief from Susie to even know what it was. It was stressful for her to not know what it was. So um, we went back to not knowing what it was. And everybody in their good-natured um, motives would say, you should take this vitamin, you should take this pill, you should take this herb. And she tried everything. Uh, and nothing really worked. Uh, we went down, I remember, to a rabbi's, Messianic rabbi's conference to minister in praise and worship. She was up there, and she, I remember her being up there. I was playing piano. She was singing. She couldn't even sing. It was just kind of croaking through it. Um, all of a sudden, some uh, folks, a Messianic, a Messianic rabbi told us about a ministry he went to in Georgia. Uh, this Messianic rabbi, his name is Michael Moss. Uh, he's still a friend of ours, and... Uh, he's the kindest, most gentlest man you'll ever meet. Like, you ever meet a, somebody who's just like, just the spirit is just so sweet and calm and, and gentle, like wouldn't hurt a fly. This is always how we've known Michael Moss. Well, it turned out he wasn't always like that. It turned out some years prior, for most of his life, he was bitter, angry, depressed, and had a problem with rage. I never, you'd never, I mean, he's the most gentle soul. And he said, you know, I went to this place that talks about uh, the spiritual roots of illness. And I'm not really sick, but I went there because of my rage. And I learned so much about it and repented about so much. I just wound up moving there and staying there for months. And the Lord healed me of all of that. Depression, rage, bitterness, everything I was dealing with. Um, other folks also told Susie, you know, there's this place, they talk about the spiritual roots of illness, and they're like, what are you talking about spiritual roots of illness? Are you trying to tell me that Susie has some sort of problem that's causing her to be ill? Is that what you're trying to say? She's sinning? So anyway, so Susie read a book about it, read by the, written by the pastor. She went down there. Uh, needless to say, through what her experience was down there, it's a week-long seminar, uh, 
she came back and a couple things happened. Number one, she was healed completely. Number two, they redid the x-ray, the MRI. They, not only could they not find the syrinx anymore, they couldn't even find it on the original. Number three, uh, Susie, as long as I've known her from when I met her up to this point, she always had a, an addiction. Not an, I'm sorry. No. Uh, I'm addicted to you. So not an addiction, an allergy to a dairy. So a lot of gastrointestinal be- beauteousness, you know? Um, anytime there was some level of some sort of milk product that she uh, ate accidentally or, or not accidentally, it would, it would have a, a stomach kind of reaction to it. That wasn't even on her mind when she went down to this place. Well, when she came back, she's like, heck, I'm going to try it. She hasn't been allergic to milk or dairy ever since. So that was something that she had. You know, an experience, she had a real viable experience of, of healing. So I went down there too. I spent a week down there. I learned a lot about things that can impact your body's ability to heal, blockages to healing. And I want to be clear about this. What we're having on Wednesday, we're going to, for the most part, emulate the ministry that Susie experienced down there. But I want to be clear because I need to lead this thing as to how the Lord wires me. I'm not looking to emulate another ministry. And I want to be clear that I do not see this as a healing ministry. I don't see this as bring your, you know, bring your ailments and you're going to get healed of your ailments. May God heal you of anything you want to be healed of. But I believe that God is the owner of the healing. He's the one who determines when, how, if on this side of the kingdom, because I guarantee it'll happen on the other side of the kingdom. But if it happens on this side or the other side, it's up to Adonai. Now, even though this place that we've went to does have fruit in that area, and it is quite possible that the Lord gave them a gift, a spiritual gift of healing, That's why we see a lot of fruit. I I am very cautious, and I will not say this is a healing service. But what it is, it deals with what I believe can be blockages to healing. Let me explain. Everybody, I don't think anybody will, will challenge that stress can cause headaches. Or being in a state of of stress or anxiety can cause stomach problems. So there is absolutely, and I don't even think we need to be spiritual to understand this, there is a relationship between what's going on up here and what's going on in our spirits with how it affects our bodies. That I believe strongly. That I believe. So if you are uh, walking with a lot of fear, like fear is something that God gave us that's kind of normal. You know, if you're up on a mountaintop and you're looking down and you have like a fear, well, that's how, guess what? God designed you. You don't need to get rid of that. But if you're walking around with a 
like a fight, the fight or flight response. Actively throughout the day. That can have an adverse effect on your health. It says in scripture that a merry heart does like medicine. So even like the opposite of these spiritual roots, as they call these, these things that can impact your health adversely, a merry heart is like medicine. But then it says bitterness can rot the bone. So maybe if you have bone problems, maybe, that maybe there's a bitterness problem. Maybe not. So, I believe that sometimes, in fact, most of the time, God allows us to have thorns in our flesh, okay? He allows it. Look at the story of Job. Look at the story of Paul. Paul said he was up on the third heaven. I mean, he saw revelations that were unbelievable, he says, but God gave him a thorn in his flesh so he would not boast. He says he asked the Lord three times, take this away from me. Heal me. But God said no because my grace is sufficient. And you are strong in your weakness. And Paul had to say, okay. So be it. So whether I'm healthy or whether I'm sick, I will praise the Lord. And I believe that God wants us to get to that place of saying, Adonai, you're the owner of all things. You're the one, Adonai, who brings, you give, you take away. Blessed is the name of the Lord. But living in a state of Fear, that is not the inheritance of the people of the Lord. Let's deal with that. And if God is going to bring healing from that, Baruch Hashem, that is his choice. If there is a a root of bitterness, like if there's like a bitterness that you have that's there all the time, okay? Because like we all deal with things, you know, we all like chuck the bird at the guy who cut us off. But if it's a a root, if it's something that's there all the time, bitterness, let's deal with the bitterness. This is the time. This is the time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur that we do teshuva, that we return, that we repent, that we renounce these things. So let's deal with that. So what we're going to deal with on Wednesday is a very structured thing. We're going to talk about the spirit of not loving yourself. And we're going to go through the impact. We're going to see that in Scripture. We're going to go through the impact of that. And we are going to repent of it. All of us. We're going to repent of it. First of all, we're going to recognize it in ourselves. We're going to acknowledge it. Okay, the first step is we have to acknowledge these things. We acknowledge it. We're going to recognize it. We're going to acknowledge it. Yup, I do it. It's there. Second thing, we're going to take responsibility for it. And listen, it's so important to take responsibility for these things. If you don't love yourself, you have to take the, the, the key to healing is to say, is to take ownership and say, I am responsible. 
It's not your mom's fault. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your husband's fault. It's not your wife's fault. It's not your kid's fault. It's not your friend's fault. It's not the government's fault. You got to take responsibility for it. Say, I take responsibility for this root that is within me. I'm going to take responsibility. It may have been something that happened to me as a child that I was completely innocent, but here I am as an adult and I have this thing and I'm going to take responsibility for it. I repent of it. I repent of aligning my spirit with it. And I renounce it. And what does it mean to align your spirit with it? You know, Paul said, you know, I keep doing the things I don't want to do. But when I do it, it's not me doing it. It's the sin that's in me that does it. Because there are two things kind of working and waging war within me. So if Paul said it's not me doing it, it's the sin that's, that's, that's doing it, let's, just, let's then cast that sin out. So we are going to repent. We're going to take ownership of it. We're going to, we're going to say it's my fault. And I'm not blaming anybody else no more. And I repent and I turn. I renounce it. I do teshuvah. And I ask for anything that's within my, my blood, my generational curses that are, that are there, to, 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 for God to heal that. And we're going to repent. And then, very methodically, if there is a spirit involved, we're going to cast out that spirit. So that is what we're doing. And we'll start with one of them. Not loving yourself. We'll start with, go to another one. We'll have a little break. And we'll rejoice. We'll play some, some praise music and we'll celebrate. Celebrate recovery. We're not bringing food. If, you, if you're not fasting on Yom Kippur, you better pack a sandwich. Because we're not going to uh, offer food. We'll have some water and that's it. Because it's a fast day on God's calendar. So if, if you're not doing that, it's perfectly fine. But just, just bring a sandwich. Bring something that you need to keep yourself going. And then we're going to go to another one. And, and we're going to go to another one. And we're going to go to another one. And we'll go to bitterness. And we'll go to um, fear. And we'll go to jealousy. We'll go to it's, uh, various things. And we'll go until we're done. And then we'll break the fast at Blue and Vals and we'll party. So it's going to be an intense day. But again, even though the ministry in, 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 in Georgia is focused on healing, I, I can't, in, in pureness of spirit, say this is a healing service. Because it's up to the Lord. But I do believe strongly that these things are blockages to healing. They can be, but that's the fruit of it. We're going to leave the result to the Lord. Let's deal with these things that we've, 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 we, that we've aligned with in our spirits. And let's just take ownership of it and say, I repent and I, re- and, and I renounce it. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. So that's what we're going to do. Um, on Wednesday, we'll come here at 10 o'clock, and it's going to be until we're over, until we go to the breakfast. So let's see what Adonai has planned for us. For Susie at that time, it was to be healed at that time. And to say how that affects other people. I know I've shared this as well with Susie. Um, Susie, uh, when she went through, was she going through what she was going through when she was healed of it, there was uh, another girl, and I've shared this before, but maybe some people don't know the story. There was a girl named Ruti, from our previous congregation. And Ruti also had her time on the dunghill. Uh, she was um, stuck in her basement 
for five years, from the ages of like 12 to 17 or something like that, 13 to 18, like right in her growth, because she had um, multiple sensitivity disorder, something like that, where she was allergic to absolutely everything. She couldn't go out and have the sun on her. She couldn't touch a tree. She couldn't touch a blade of grass. She was allergic to everything. So they had to lock her in her basement and, and foil the basement so she wouldn't have anything on her. And there this young girl stayed for years and years and years. So, But, you know, Susie, all she knows is what she's experienced, and she wants to share that. So she, so she goes to the mother and says, Mom, you know, maybe this type of ministry is for Ruti. So the mother said, okay, sounds good, and she kind of ignored it. And um, then a couple years later, I know Susie was talking to the mother again and said, hey, how's Ruti? Now she's still in the basement. You know, you may want to check this out. Okay, thanks. Sounds good. A couple years later, we're up here in Rhode Island. I go down to New Jersey to visit my, uh, my mother, and uh, I went to the congregation that I used to go to, and I walk in, and let's guess who walks up to me? Lil Ruti. And I said, Ruti, you're out of the basement. Hallelujah. How that's awesome. You are out of the basement. And she goes, I am, I am. And the mother goes, you know what happened? I go, what? She goes, she wound up calling that place in Georgia, the place that Susie went to. And, and they spoke to her on the phone, and they, they prayed over her, and they spoke about these things, and she prayed with them over the phone twice. And she got out of the basement for the first time in five years. And she walked around the house, and it took her two hours to walk around the house. Not because, not because she was so weak and it took two hours. It took her two hours because she was stopping at every tree, stopping at every blade of grass, stopping at every sun ray to experience what she missed. So I call up Susie after the end of that service, and I say, Susie, you are not going to believe this. And I said, Ruti is out of the basement. And she goes, oh my gosh, that's awesome. I said, Susie, they called up the ministry in, in Georgia. That's how she got out. They prayed over her and she got out. And Susie starts to cry on the phone. And she starts weeping, and I'll never forget it. She starts weeping and going, thank you, Adonai, that I was sick. Thank you, Adonai, that I was sick. Thank you, Adonai, that I was sick. I will never forget her weeping to me on the phone when she got the realization that we, what she went through was not for her. It was to heal somebody else. And she saw the full picture of what Adonai is doing. Because Adonai works it all out. For good, he works it all out for good. You know, there's a, there's a theological debate if, if we have free choice or if, if it's all predetermined. Uh, yes is the answer. Like at the end of last week's Torah portion, we see that the God telling the children of Israel... Choose. I set before you life and death. I set before you blessing and curse. Choose life. It's your choice, guys. Choose life. 
all of a sudden in this Torah portion, God has a little old-fashioned sit-down with Moses and Joshua, a little private meeting, and he tells Moses and Joshua, they're all going to mess up. They're going to leave me. They're going to forsake me. They're going to go whore after other gods. And my anger is going to be kindled on them. So which is it? I mean, did they have the choice or did they not have a choice? I don't have an answer to it, but I'll tell you this, that whatever the choice is, wherever you're going and whatever it is you're dealing with, Adonai will use it for good. Yeshua is, is what he does. I mean, we were in the garden. We had eternal life in the garden, all naked and happy. We had it all. We had eternal life in the garden. All of a sudden, temptation comes in, and they gave into temptation, and sin came in. And because of sin, death came in. Well, that doesn't sound like a good choice. But then Yeshua flips death on his head, and he dies to bring us eternal life. He takes the, our, our mess-ups and our screw-ups, and he twists it around and brings salvation out of these things. So you can say, boy, Adam made a real bad choice. Well, okay, maybe he did make a bad choice, but Yeshua died before the foundations of the world. I have a hunch he knew it was going to happen anyway and put the plan in place to address it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it's going to work out whatever it is. It's for his glory. And I, I, I believe that there's going to be a time coming. All of us, we're going to look at this crazy walk that he has, and we're going to say, aha, I get it. Aha, I get it. Aha, I get it. His walk, aha, I get her walk. I get it. And nevermore do I have to judge somebody in their walk. He's going to bring us to this place. Ah, oh, heck, because of our dumb humanness, it may be again on the other side of the kingdom. When the veil is taken away, we're like, thank you, Adonai, for everything that you've brought. Your plan was, being op- was operating perfectly. And he's going to bring us to that revelation like Joseph, like was mentioned, like Joseph, who had it pretty good. He had a prophetic gift. He told his brothers and his dad, you're all going to bow before me. Hallelujah. They didn't have such a great reaction to that. I mean, he had it pretty good. He had the vision. I mean, he clearly heard from Adonai. But Adonai had to break what he thought that vision was going to be. So all of a sudden, he's kicked out. He's, 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 now he's, 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 he's given some favor in Egypt, but then because of, of false accusation, he's put into jail. Now he's in jail. He's like, and then, he's, you know, and then he comes out of jail. He's put back into position. I mean, he had a tough life, and we relate to him because he had such a tough life. But the realization, there's two revelations that happened when the children of Israel came to Joseph and they saw him and they, they, the veil came over their eyes to see who their brother is. But I tell you that the veil was removed from Joseph's eyes when he realized that everything he went through was from God. And even the brothers were frightened and said, oh my gosh, Once dad dies, we're screwed. 
We are so screwed. Once dad dies, he's going to kill us. But Joseph had to say, dummies, dummies, don't even fight amongst yourselves because what happened was from God to bring about a great deliverance. And that is the, he's waiting, God is waiting for a, for a body to recognize, to recognize, oh my gosh, I don't need to blame my brothers anymore. God, you had a plan through all of this misery. Thank you, Adonai, for just as you did it. In retrospect, with my eyes open, I wouldn't change a thing. Lord, have mercy. So I believe that God wants us to get to that place. But it's a yes and a yes thing. If we are in a place where we have these blockages, these spiritual roots, let's bring it before the Lord and repent of it and acknowledge it. So that's what we're going to do on Wednesday, starting at 10. And may it be our last turn, so we're not going in circles. But if we do go in circles, that's good because Yeshua loves to dance with us. (laughs) Amen.